This is Rick Stoner. On today's episode, I interview an NFT project, Caprice Hole, on the Solana blockchain. Listen as I interview their entire dev team. Caprice Hole is more of a community project with an NFT attached to it. I'll let you discover it as I discovered it myself the first time. If you don't know anything about NFTs, you might want to listen to this episode. I have Capri Soul with me. Now, this is an NFT project that is interesting. Um, I don't run across these a lot. Sometimes they're just really hard to comprehend or try to understand what is going on or, or what the end goal is. Now, I've already had a pre-conversation with Jace before in the past, and I determined a few different things, and one of them was that he has an end goal unlike any project that I've seen and was more real with me when I started asking the questions about it. So that said, I think it's really important that people really have an open mind when they listen to these podcasts. And especially when you're, we're going to talk about NFTs because we already know Rick's like NFTs to me are a fuel for like the robots in the future and not much more, but maybe I'm wrong. It, it also helps people with things and understand crypto and learning crypto and learn what not to do and what to do. So that's where I brought Capri Soul on this evening to talk about their project. Jace, you are the artist and the founder of this project. I'd like to get you to just tell a little bit about yourself to everybody and what inspired you to start your project up. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my name is Jace. Uh, Capri Souls. Have you ever like had like a nice hot summer day when you were a kid playing soccer go over to the sideline and there's all those moms handing out capri suns out of the cooler and it was just the best to get a nice pacific cooler drink on a hot summer day well that's what capri souls is for the solana blockchain in this nft our goal is to change the current meta of solana and onboard users in a way that educates them instead of allowing them to like lose money through not knowing what they're doing. So that's just a little bit about the project. Um, yeah, I'm Jace. I did the art for it. Um, I don't know if there's an example that people can see of the art, but we're Capri Souls on Twitter. I'm just taking a quick note for a question for you here in the next bit of the future. And then um, the rest, you have a few people on the project with you. Swirly, you're from marketing. Um, tell us a little bit about what you do in the Capri Soul project. Hey, I'm Swirling. Uh, I actually do a lot of the background work. I look through different marketing tactics, uh, just different split marketing tactics. Um, and I apply them and we go over what works, what doesn't according to market sentiment. And we work forward through that process. And, uh, I just take different, um, aspects of my old work that I used to work at and, uh, apply them to this future. And it's, that's my job here at Capri Soul. And actually, so let's go for the first question for yourself. So what was that work that you did prior that helps you out in marketing in the crypto space? Uh, so prior, I used to work for a company called Kami Tribe. It was a, an Asian NFT uh, during the Asian meta in January for Ethereum. Um it was actually launched by two people that were anonymous. Um, and I was on that uh, doing marketing. And I did that for about two weeks straight. Uh, prior to the launch, we did a guerrilla-type uh, marketing approach. And uh, we were on top of the top sales for two collections, not one, but two, at the same exact time for... Uh, 48 hours on top of uh, the most volume trending. Um, and then that I left that project and I got hired on to 
a project called Dripto, um, and I worked for them and uh, the Golden State Warriors and FTX. And I was going to drop a project with them um, during the uh, Ethereum crash, whenever it went down to 800. Um, unfortunately, they had to let go a lot of their people, and we are aiming to work uh, on a launch in the near future. I want to say around fall. Um, but then uh, after that, uh, I went ahead and I started to invest into Solana projects. Um, and I found a group of people, um, uh, Jace being one of them. And we started this 24-7 Twitter space and came together with like minds and educating people on trade and ethics and uh, different blockchain technologies and you know different stuff of that nature and uh it, it the community that comes together is incredible um when you look back and and just look at all the things that happened i mean it, it feels like years uh have gone by but it's only been uh three months um we're here about you know 16 hours a day i sleep maybe four <laughs> so yeah most of my time is here um and i'm i couldn't be happier i was gonna say um i think that you then would probably agree you have a bit of an advantage living through this bear market that we've been experiencing then because you've already come from success, some successful projects. So now you know what it takes to become successful. So how are you going to drive towards success in this project? Is it, is it more the, the long-term project. thing and continue to surface? Cause now we know there's crypto's different. Now there's hundreds of thousands of people right at the start. There was only like, 5,000 and there was 15 and and now everybody in the even people's do dogs have nft collections now right yeah so that's the thing in this market um it's constantly changing so as more people come in it's more different style investors people who kind of invest in different ways so with nfts it's a whole new wave of investors and um it's just a different sentiment of the market. So with our project moving forward, we have to learn to kind of pivot and adapt to new people coming in and kind of understand our new target audience that kind of is changing every month based on like what the new meta quote unquote is of the market. Mm -hmm. um, whether the meta is, you know, Degen projects that are just free mints that pump really quick or go to zero or sometimes, you know, that's what everybody's buying on the market for a week straight. Like it all depends on what the market's after and what the kind of sense. Uh, are you talking about like, what am I doing for this project? Uh, so I think it, it was, uh, it's really just, we're doing, we're taking the slow mint approach. Uh, so me and Jace are always in the in the Twitter spaces, and like he said, uh, we're looking at the market sentiment, and we're going according to that, and we're educating people towards that stuff. Uh, and you know, we're looking at different projects, and we're trying to see who we're going to collab with. Uh, we're not just going to let anybody collab with us. You know what I mean? Uh, so, like I said, like education's like the far most important part of this project. That uh, like I already know that it's like really orientated around because that was one of the things that impressed me is that you're trying to help people. You're trying, you know, when we first met, it wasn't you guys asking me, "Oh, go mint an NFT." No, we were trying to learn who each other was. Um, that brings me actually right to this question right away. Uh, how much is the NFT mint value right now, approximately? It's uh, 0 0.44 Solana. Last time I checked, Solana was about $47. So it's about $20 at the moment. Okay, and how many units total? There are 4,444. And how far are you into the mint? We're... 
about what, like eleven or twelve percent in right now? Yeah, we're about twelve percent in. Okay, now the hard question. Um, and what is it that you're using the funds as they come in for? Are you just, I'll just leave that at that. So we've already purchased uh, two NFTs that we're going to be doing mm-hmm. to like, um, kind of like in a way a giveaway to the community. So squeezers of our pouch are going to be able to send this pouch into these different addresses for a chance to win one of these nfts that we purchased so we have a whole prize pool of nfts that we're going to be giving away as well as the final prize being it's like a tiered burn mechanism basically is what it is so as we go on and do these raffles our first one at 25 percent minted out 50% minted out. We're going to be giving stuff away before we even get minted out. That's kind of the point of our slow mint. So we have 25% we'll be giving away at Ketson Crack. After that, um, it's kind of going to be up in the air, but we're going to have a little prize pool and another huge blue chip NFT to be given away at 50%. So a majority of the funds are gonna be going to uh, these giveaway NFTs that the community is gonna be getting. So you spend 0.44 soul, and at the end of the day, our end goal is gonna be to purchase a D-God and give that away, which currently is 300 Solana. I think that's valued at about $14,000. So that is, the end goal we're going to be giving away a d-god to somebody who squeezes hmm. well that's i think that's a really great way actually to interact um i've i've done a lot of nft amas um not one nobody was doing anything like that like some of them in the circuit were so i'm glad that you've you've used that to help people understand and to have people more committed it helps people become more committed Definitely. And it's important to mention, too, that most of these projects that are coming out are like super bad for the ecosystem. You know, they suck a bunch of liquid out of the market. Uh, They don't really give anything back. So we really um, try to capitalize on the fact that these projects that we're buying and giving away are like stable projects that have kind of cemented themselves in the nft space already we're not just giving away rugs or pump and dumps or that yeah. kind of thing we're buying projects that are actually building and contributing to the ecosystem now, are, are these what? are these specifically all on soul or are you going to any project on any chain well see this is what pivoting with the market comes with because originally yes everything was going to be on soul but in the last couple of weeks our uh, main marketplace, Magic Eden, has uh, contributed or uh, merged with Ethereum. So now Ethereum NFTs are going to be on our Magic Eden platform. So we are planning on buying a pool of Ethereum NFTs to kind of give away. So even if you buy the Solana NFT and burn it, you have a chance to win an ETH NFT. We're going to be doing, I think, an OK Bear, which is a Solana NFT, and then as well as their arch enemy, the not OK Bears on Ethereum. So we're going to have a little bit of a backlash there with which one who wants and all that. So it should be interesting. Some of the ETH NFTs we get, some of the Soul NFTs we get, kind of looking for a good mix of both. And then uh, real quick, let's hear from Fister, the community manager. Um, how how is the community building going? Um, and and what and a little bit about well. yourself and and what you're doing to continue continue building the community. Um, well, like they were talking about, education is very important, and also adding liquidity back into the ecosystem. So we're just always on spaces. I I'm just so amazed at how much Twitter spaces has evolved NFT and crypto web three, but you can network and talk to anybody so quickly. So I would, I would say that's our prime, uh, prime, uh, 
that's that's where we hang out, Spaces. So that's where anyone that wants to find out about us should really go. Just get on Twitter Spaces and find us. You'll find one of the three of us on there. No, this is a perfect time for a few of those questions. Exactly for how and where does everybody find like the domain name um, and then how to add you guys on spaces so that they can go and check out one of your space in Twitter. So, yeah, our ad on Twitter is Capri Soul NFT. And usually you can find one of our three accounts separate from the Twitter account on Twitter spaces like 24 hours a day. Usually we're on there. Um, so at Ross underscore Jace would be me. And then we have I'm swirling and then twisted Fister with a P in front of Fister. It's actually at dope ass meme. Oh yeah, that's right. Twisted Fister is also our meme master. He's a very talented, um, digital poster. Yeah, shit poster. So, um, shit posting. Now, I didn't learn that from you guys, did I? Was that, did we have a big conversation about that? We did. Shit posting. We probably did, yeah. I forgot to write it down that we can be graduates from shit posting because it's an important part of crypto. What you guys, right? That's what you guys were talking about that. You were like having a shit posting gum. It's like, should we shit post? And then I was yeah, like, what yeah. in the heck is shitposting? What is shitposting? <laughs> what's, like, what's great is it's evolved into a podcast now with the spaces, and I'm calling it shitcasting. Shitcasting. Yeah. That's right. So, yeah, we're on Twitter spaces 24-7. So, like, sometimes it's not necessarily, like, a podcast type thing. There's been moments where we're sitting there in silence for, like, 20 minutes. It's like nobody says shit, but there's, like, 20 people in there. So that would be called shitcasting. But shit posting is um it's a big thing on Twitter. Not necessarily crypto, not necessarily NFTs. People like to shit post, which is another way of engagement farming basically. People trying to get followers, trying to get likes, trying to get retweets. They just post some shitty stuff and sometimes it's, you know, shitty enough to work. And you get retweets, you get likes. So that's what like a lot of NFT projects have been going to. Um, it correlates with memes a lot too. So mm-hmm. people will make a lot of memes and you know, make unique, something different, and people will retweet it as long as it's, you know, unique, might be funny, it might be this, might be that, might be about a current event. It's just some shitty posts that people will retweet and like. It's really it's a paradigm shift of marketing. And marketing departments don't know what the fuck to think. Pardon my... uh, Well, they they actually used to do it a long time ago. Radios to radios, they would make fun of each other's DJs. They would. And then the music would try and make fun of... And so they actually used to do this. But now they're so politically correct. They're like, should it be pink with purple stripes and rainbows and then like orange kind of stars all over it? And then, wait, no, that's too much rainbow. Right? They, ha- they can't even figure out whether they're insulting themselves or what they're doing. And they don't get that it's like, it's like the whole earth is like a trolley planet kind of. And like, not, not to put bad to it, but because uh, I actually like this this vibe of this right uh i wrote down memeology and memeologist and that that crypto space this isn't the first time we've done memeology but to see it becoming very prevalent right now is really interesting because it that's the way to get to people and that is the way to get to people you're you're like genius for talking about it and mentioning it because if you make the cool meme right now and it gets a million views you didn't do anything wrong. That's right. And that's what we're trying yeah. to do. And you can't achieve those with, with rainbows and stars and pink, right? You can't. That's not yeah, working. Cancel. cancel culture needs canceled. Well, yeah. I guess it serves a purpose. It's the kind of the same thing as what memeology is doing. It's making uh, like pundit fun of, of topics and things that people maybe get overwhelmed and stressed drought, right? So right. try and make it funny. And then it makes so much sense though. And it makes sense that that's how our um, whole entire crypto ecosystem has gone again, because it's like a fight or flight thing. They, um, 
people are creative and our phones are getting really cool. Like you can make all kinds of really neat stuff on phones so people get inspired and it's a form of art. Right? It is yeah, also a form of art that's complementing art, which is interesting as well, right? Like these kind of a renaissance thing that's going on. Um, so I really want to talk about real quick the NFT art. We can go back to memeology maybe, but the NFT art, the drink boxes, and like why drink boxes and why such not overwhelmingly like overcrafted art. It, it's. Um, it's like one thing that I had noticed right away. I was like, oh, this is all hand-drawn. And Jay said, yeah, well, you do this. You draw these up. So what inspired to go for the drink boxes? So I think we were just talking in spaces. That's kind of how all of our ideas develop. We're just, you know, brainstorming 24 hours a day in Twitter spaces. So we were on spaces, and we realized that the market was kind of just – dehydrated dried up getting sucked of all its liquid and you know it's the middle of the summer it's supposed to be solana summer but all these projects are sucking liquid from the market so we figured solana needs a drink what better drink to have than a nice you know good old nostalgic capri soul just like the capri suns that you'd have after you know nice lunchable next to them and you know drink your capri soul you got the straw that you poke in there so we figured it would be cool to have like different straw traits and splash traits and have just a drink that would kind of liquidate or liquidify the market in a way you know liquidify the market and the beautiful thing about it is you can add it to your current pfp and have your your pfp character sipping on a capri soul yeah exactly and we don't have uh like there's too many animal profile pictures there's too many bears and tigers and lions and oh my cats and whatever there's too many of all that so we figured you know a capri sun pouch how many people have done that so we wanted to be unique with that and then also unique with the art I kind of, uh, I struggle with the art for a while because on the program that I use to do the art on, nobody's ever done like 2D art animation for NFTs on there. It's all 3D. So I used a 3D platform for 2D and there was no like YouTube tutorial on how to do it. So I kind of just had to trial and error until I figured it out. Hmm. Um, so... It actually has a mimic and feel of something. I can't remember what it was, though. Like, it, it reminds me of a kind of an art I've seen before. So it has this real friendly Maybe nature to it. Yeah. Like yeah some... one, uh, or, or like, uh, I've heard that one, uh, you know, the drink and the meatball, or what else, what else did I hear? I heard uh, Towley, Mr. Towley. <laughs> Some people, uh, yeah. Some people call them pop tarts when they see them zoomed out <laughs> in um, in Twitter Spaces, because you know it's a small little profile picture. All they see Some is people square. are mad at us. They call us tampons. Tampons. I think Who that's that? because uh, there's a joint straw on one. When they get mad at us, yeah. <laughs> the joint straw. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, but there's a lot of uh, unique traits. We tried to do uh, something different than a lot of these other projects, you know. Everybody kind of copies Bored Apes and the 3D glasses traits and all this stuff. We uh, have a little bit of uniqueness to the traits, I feel like. so that adds... They're extremely creative. Yeah. Very creative. I'm looking over a user question here right now. Um... I'm just going to read it because I don't get it. That um, wanted to ask them the types of issues they have identified in the scope of the work that each one of them are designed to fulfill and how they have solved them in order to grow their brand. Good question. Can you repeat that one more time? <laughs> yeah, okay. So I'll ask you it one at a time and then we can go through it one at a time and be easier. Okay, so um, for you, Jace. Um, what types of issues have you identified in the scope of the work that you have and the, the design to fulfill? Sure. Uh, let me, let me, pardon me. Let me rephrase this again here. Okay. 
what types of issues have you identified during your work that led to design and fulfillment to finishing your project and how have you solved those in order to grow your brand? So I think one of the biggest issues with NFTs is that um, people don't know how to trade them. People fall for scams and rugs and all this stuff. So I think one of the biggest fixes to this problem for me is don't invest in an NFT unless you know the founder, unless you can go and talk to the founder. We're in Twitter spaces 24-7, so anybody can come up, ask questions. Like It's a completely open room 24 hours a day that you can talk to this founder, ask for updates on the project, see what we're doing behind the scenes. It's like it's different from a lot of projects in that aspect. So I think one thing that is wrong with NFTs is transparency. There's too many people just going for cash grabs and taking your money. We're here 24 hours a day. Like we're not rugging anybody. We're not going anywhere. It's like, it's not the same as all these other projects. We're trying to do things different. So transparency, I would say, would be how we designed to kind of fulfill what we're doing. Just be more transparent and onboard a community that can learn. Okay, and then now the same question for you, Fister. Do you want me to read the question again? No, I think I've got it. All right. It's a really good uh, question. Um, for me, it's uh, community engagement and being a shit poster and providing, you know, quality content without, you know, being too edgy and actually turning people away. Uh, when I first met these guys, uh, they actually fucking kicked me out a couple times. It was pretty funny. But then the they realized I had quality, consistent content, and that was actually just funny. And uh, here I am now getting involved with the project itself, and I'm stoked about that. So just uh, how I overcame it was I just uh, – I was just myself. Don't try too hard. Just be yourself. And that seems to be working a lot better. So that goes along with what Jay says, transparency. Just be yourself, man. And was right. So, yeah, you answered that perfect, actually. Your Roblox were interesting. You only got banned a couple of times. But I am now the shit poster. That's the best yeah, answer. How about that? that? Yeah. Back to my notes again. And Swirling, the same question for you. Did you want me to repeat the question? Oh, sure please so while you were helping build this project any big brick walls or any problems that you had to overcome if you can tell us about that and then how you did overcome it and how you're building the brand and continuing to build the brand um yeah so actually during marketing um you actually have to come up with about 10 to 12 different marketing strats uh, just because there really isn't just one direct way to market a NFT, no matter how you cut it. Um, so when looking at the market sentiment, you have to realize that your date that you launch your NFT, especially according to what type of NFT and like what type of community, uh, there's so many different factors, momentum, uh, numbers you have to look at everything uh so we could pick a date to launch we could pick a number that we're going to have and the funding to have but you know two weeks from now if you know soul has some type of back hack where somebody could take uh money out of everybody's wallet and everybody's freaking out you know you have to pivot so um I think that's something we had to do during a crash. Um, there was multiple crashes of Solana and we just used, uh, we'll backtrack. We'll, we'll be able to look at, all right, what are we going to do in the future? Uh, so an example, um, Solana went down, uh, during a day that we were supposed to have a big day, of a bunch of events, uh, planned events, uh, where it actually required us to do stuff on the blockchain. And 
we just pivoted from there and ended up doing a, a hosted space with some other people that were from other blockchains and we were just talking about Solana the whole time. Uh, we ended up um, meeting and collabing and just talking with different people and actually uh, propelled our brand uh, in a better direction of a more quality instead of quantity. Um, you know, we're not going anywhere. We're in the bear market right now. We're, we're still building. We're going to be here throughout the whole time. We're going to be on every blockchain, not just Solana. This is a bigger picture than what you see. Um, so going forward, there's a lot of stuff that uh, Jason and I talk about on the day. Like I'm talking, me and, me and Jace probably talk about 10 to 16 hours a day about everything that we're doing for the past, I want to say two and a half months. And uh, I'm talking 24 seven, seven days a week. <laughs> okay. And could you tell us about any of the marketing future plans that are coming up next? Um, marketing plans. Um, yeah, we're, we're taking more of the natural approach. So we're going to be doing uh, hosted spaces with different um, big names in the space. Um, we are looking at, like I said, the quality side of things. So we'll be picking um, like OGs in each blockchain to like, you know, maybe pick their brain or learn something from them. Or, you know, we have like NFT statistics. Like I know that person who is actually a proof proof holder um alpha caller actually i know different alpha callers from all over the place they can definitely give us different types of insight um so like scheduled um spaces like that on education is really where we're going to be driving the most sales i think um but besides that you know i i don't uh, a lot of underground back end like uh algorithm work through twitter um and just a lot of timing and planning shit posting and lot, yeah, lots of shit twisted fisters uh once part of the ammo that i have okay and then in the event that the project just mints out you know you wake up here at the end of this month and it's just like what happened it's fully minted now what well we'll have to get going. there's actually yeah a lot of announcements if it meant it out tomorrow, I mean, me and Jace uh, probably wouldn't sleep for three days straight. Um, I mean, we would have everything. We'd have to set everything in stone by the next, you know, like three days. Uh, so, I mean, we have everything set up it, and we're playing it by, not by year. We're playing it by the market. So... We are going according to what we need to use and utilize. That way we don't overstep. That makes sense. Like so many do. Yeah, so if we mint it out tomorrow, we'd be doing our giveaway for the cat immediately. We'd be doing our giveaways for a couple of I mean, of it's not necessarily days. a cat. That's a gamified thing as well. So, like, you know, like it's a tiered system. So, right. It's not. It's not necessarily like I don't. I don't want him to say like so much of a giveaway because it's not a giveaway. It's more of. It, I mean, no matter how you cut it, I guess it's a giveaway. But like, there's a lot to it. It's not just hey, it's a giveaway. It's putting. It's putting liquidity back into the ecosystem. Um, well, True. well, the way that we do it is gamified. I mean, there's a tiered system through the colors, a tiered system through some of the traits randomly. It's not going to be like oh, hey, this trade's going to give you some access to this blue chip. No, but we're going to, we're collecting blue chips. We're doing these, uh, you know, making sure these deep dives are going in um, and making sure that no one's coming out with that, that ruined wallet or bad experience. Um, I will say that I came into this uh, Solana ecosystem with Jace and one of the craziest things, um, actually, it doesn't even go, Nobody even talks about this, but um, we taught the entire community of, of an NFT how to mint an Ethereum 
um, NFT that we created according to market sentiment, minted it out a paid mint during a time where nobody was minting any paid mints, uh, minted out in a nice smooth 20, I think it was like 27 minutes total. Um, and it couldn't have been a smoother process. Not one person lost gas and everybody minted from the contract. Um, so it was a great experience. Um, that was incredible to experience actually. Um, that's just an example of something that, that we did. Well, yeah, I'm going to pick your brain on this a little bit. It, I can definitely feel it. It's, I'm sure all the listeners can as well. You um, you don't like gas. You don't like the gas fees. Um, and you did mention at the very beginning of this that one of the things that kind of inspired you to do your project was that people were getting like gas wrecked on all these other things on the Ethereum side. So you're oh, in the Solana the ecosystem instead. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm the eighth side. I'm 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 in Solana. Um, I've deep dove into Solana since since that crash, actually, of other side. Uh, but I think that was Jace you were talking to about yes. that earlier. Yeah, I stand corrected. You're right. It was Jace. Yeah. So I'm more of against gas. He's from ETH originally, so. We kind of combined as like he's the ETH side of things on the Solana side of things. So we kind of have a view from both sides of the market. So I'm more of against gas. He doesn't mind it as much, but I mean, I'm buying ETH NFTs and Sol NFTs, but mostly Solana. Well, the merge is coming, right? That's true. That's going to change it's a lot of things. September, I think it's in September 15th through 16th. And that's another reason we don't really like to go by um, cemented in like roadmaps because of things like the merge and things like anything that happens in crypto, it can change everything. So we can't have a roadmap that people are expecting to go right. We need to be able to pivot to whatever's happened in the market. So we might have like an end goal, but it might be a different way of getting there than advertise so that's why we don't like to advertise like one of these like classic like roadmaps that all these nft projects design because more likely than not none of those projects are going to follow that according to what they have written down well it's um really interesting to me that you have um I wouldn't even call it debate, but you have um, agreements of different things that you don't agree with necessarily on the blockchain, which gives a good diverse um, management team because not having that, you're probably not, you won't solve problems and you've been solving problems, which is really decent. It's really cool how um, you mentioned that you got banned um, a couple times there at the start, and now you're the and now you're community manager. Myself also, I mean, if I would have kept pressing the issue that night, maybe I would have got a ban as well. But then Jace opened up and he's like, "Hey man, like," and 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 I remembered that. Like these are great first impressions. So I got a great first impression because it wasn't it wasn't that first impression I was interested in. You know, that first half an hour of boo, yeah, nig, boo, right? And it's like finally. After that, it was like, hey, man. And then that was when the real first impression happened, right? When I realized, wait, he's right. Things can be different. Things are different in this space. I can't be so narrow-minded and only believe that this is happening, especially when I believe in wealth redistribution, because that's what I believe crypto is for, right? That's what it's supposed to be for. Yeah, that's what it's supposed to be for. Big part of it. It's been used in some vile ways, so I'm very cautious when I approach NFT projects. So um, one question I didn't ask, I didn't ask anything technical on that side. So who built the contract and how did you get your contract done for the Solana NFT? We actually have a super talented dev, Alpha, who's not here right now. Um... He is a huge part of the Solana ecosystem and has been, he actually has a D-God, one of the ones that we want to raffle off at the end here. He's, um, 
he's a huge like staple in the D God community and has just he's dev for a lot of projects successfully. And with what he's done for us, he made like the most smooth, like mint site that I've ever minted on. It was really like just quick, easy to mint. Um, just a good process. So I mean, and he's continuing to work for us. It's um he's just not like for the podcast, you know, he's the dev, he's the back end. He could be on the podcast. And where do people mint again? Took the words right out of my mouth. I'm like, yeah, where do we mint? <laughs> so the mint site is mint.caprisouls.io. And that is where you connect your phantom wallet and you can mint right from there. Yep. Works. Or you can find us on Twitter and we have a link right there on our Twitter account, Capri Souls NFT on Twitter. Um, that's where you can find more about the mint and where the mint site's at. Okay. Now what about rarities? How does, is there some sort of rarity tracker? Oh yeah. yeah there's not a, the tracker yet. The tracker will be there when we mint out fully, but as far as like rarity goes, there is five colors. Two of them are, a lot more rare and um we also have six one of ones which are five of them have yet to be minted and one of them has already been minted so as far as that goes those are the six most rare and then uh after that we did have the gold the alpha? what did you just drop in some alpha i guess that is some alpha yeah it's good because I missed it a little bit of it, so I'm gonna have to catch that in the replay because I was thinking about the next question already. Um, could you please, because this is very important, um, your socials, so uh, your Twitter, could you give us your Twitters each? Because that's what people are listening and that's what they want to go and look at. Right. So my Twitter is Ross underscore Jace, R-O-S-S underscore J-A-C-E on Twitter. Mine is at I'm Swirling. That is I-M-S-W-I-R-L-I-N-G. And then um, you could also look me up by globaldevelopment.e. And that's uh that's only valued at four hundred and twenty thousand USDC. So if anybody wants, uh, let me know. Shameless shill. And you can find Twisted Fister at Dope Ass Meme. Dope Ass Meme. Okay, and Jace, can you read yours again? Because you either read it too fast, and if I couldn't type it in, then nobody typed sorry, it in. <laughs> R-O-S-S underscore J-A-C-E. Got it. Perfect. All right. Looks like you say it consistently buying the top shit poster artist. Great. This is like, let's go back to shit posting again for the definitely. It's an interesting topic right now. How, how much do you think is this? Is it fundamentally correct to do? Is it the pace of the whole entire thing? So everybody's shit posting. So everybody should be shit posting right now. Um, is it, is it, is it a monster that'll never end because memes have been around memeology has been around for a long time and it's almost like the way for people to de-stress so comments and views on that it's kind of like an all of the above type thing and it's just gonna Mm. get more and more memeified i think as we go on so I mean, as far as the shit posting goes, yeah, everyone's doing it. Everyone's commenting on everybody's posts. It's like, it's more of an engagement thing. You know, that's how you grow on Twitter with shit posting. And the more you shit post, it's like, there's an art to it. You know, you got to have a quality shit post, some, something that somebody's going to want to like and retweet and maybe comment under, get some engagement. You know, that's the goal of the shit post to get some engagement. Maybe it's a shitty take on something and somebody gets mad and starts commenting under it and that's where the engagement comes from. So, I mean, for the most part, everybody is just shit posting randomly all day, but the algorithm also comes into play. 
for Twitter. So you want to shit post at certain times throughout the day to get the most engagement. So you see like waves of like memes and stuff coming in and you know, the algorithm can tell if you've done something more than once or if you're saying this too many times or using too many hashtags. So there's kind of like a rules kind of thing that goes along with shit posting. You can definitely be a bad shit poster. And have a shitty shit post. <laughs> Rolls the shit post thing. I love it. You can't a force a shit post. It's got to be organic. <laughs> I know that that's become a freaking buzzword these days. It's like community, but community and organic growth are really important. Oh, organic shit post is definitely my new favorite words to put together. Oh, yeah. An organic, pure, high grade shit posting. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to force a shit. And I mean post. that. You don't want to force a shit post. That's right. I've forced a few shit posts, and they don't get as much engagement. You know, people just don't like them as much. So you gotta just shit. Let them... and, and I actually mean what I'm saying. I know it sounds funny, but like seriously, you can't like go out and try to do it. It just has to happen naturally in the flow of conversation, and those are the ones that always succeed. Yeah. Facts. Same with memes. I make my memes on the fly as it happens, and that just makes it so much better for engagement because the people in the conversation fucking lose their shit because it's hilarious. And that's how memes are born. So is that is it part of like um, your group conversation? Now let's talk a little bit about real quick before the end of the program. Um, what you guys do or talk about in your Twitter space? Do you talk about shit posting? Do you create shit posts in the Twitter space? I already know the answer to this, but I'm just like you guys. Let so yeah, stuff. our Twitter spaces are the widest range of topics <laughs> you could ever imagine. We've talked about literally anything in these. Twitter spaces from stuff that is, you know, not suitable for most people or stuff that is, you know, about the market, super serious. We've had people come up and chill, just like anything you can possibly imagine. We've talked about it, you know, like shit posting feet pics was a bit, pretty big topic for a while for some reason. Um, it's we had just, that, we had that, uh, that P seance that one time. Oh yeah, somebody came in and we had a pee meditation. There it is. Where, um, yeah, that was kind of strange, but lots of weird things. We have people come in and try and troll. We have arguments, huge fights break out, people get blocked. You know, anything can happen in the Twitter space. And the uh, the key to uh, defeating a troll is to out troll the troll. Definitely. And we don't like to mm-hmm. kick or boot people. We usually like to somehow make them leave on their own. Unless you're and- twisted fister. Yeah, sometimes he'll get booted. We do boot people sometimes, but we've even had people like come in the space and they get pulled over and like everybody's muted and they're list. We're listening to this guy get pulled over the whole time on spaces. It's really kind of just it can get pretty entertaining at times. If you're not on Twitter Spaces, get on it now. Exactly. Shit boasting school. It was like, because even you guys already, I'm, I'm already graduated past kindergarten shit posting school because I've already been in your space and experienced this. So I, I just oh, want people to understand and know like how good community vibe I think is important to making a successful NFT project. And if you guys don't have that kind of vibe, I'm like, I don't, I'm not even interested um, they're just, it's just not part of my program then. Um, there was something I remember you saying, Jay, so you said something, um, what was the lines of it that you, that this, uh, oh, right. What was the utility? <laughs> We're asking what utility is right in the last four minutes. Great. Yeah. So, uh, the utility is it's a wide range of things because in utility or in most projects, you know, they think utility, you need to have staking, you need to have passive income. That was things that was like the meta six months ago. And now people realize it can't be done. So Mm -hmm. now what people are doing are pivoting. So the most important thing that you're never going to really need to pivot is the community. The utility of community and networking and outreach and being able to ask questions 24-7 and just constant engagement. That's like a maximum utility that a lot of projects disregard or don't have. They'll have a one-hour AMA once a week, and it's like, that's not enough. Most people don't even get Mm -hmm. to ask their questions, and 
we're here 24 hours a day, you know, working on this project. So that is one massive utility. And then another utility is just the gamified squeezing method that we have that, you know, our squeezers can come and have a chance to join one of these big blue chip communities. So at the end of the day, it's like just the value of knowledge and growth and networking and also, it's a deflationary. So, you know, you hold on to a few of these things and, you know, we're kind of just a tight knit community and they'll probably go up in value as more people want to join. This is exactly the answer and the reason why I asked you to come on to Crypto After Dark. And I got to thank you guys. Been excellent guests. Um, I think we went over every question perfectly and and again i applaud you on that answer and very specifically that your utility is very specifically for community engagement and learning and that was something that triggered me right away and i was like what i'm like that's the right answer you know <laughs> that is the right answer definitely it's gotta be Here at the pre-sale yet? That's to be not me. I'm like a I'm a Solana clunky person. I haven't. It's yeah. Solana's kind of scares me a little bit in a way. I'm waiting for Solana to go down clunky. more. More yeah. I'm gonna. I'm seriously gonna have to take you up on that offer, and I will actually because I'm not very uh, comfortable with using the Solana architecture. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm. There's. I have lots of questions, and I'm. But I'm guessing that you guys will be able to answer them for me. And as you've oh, done that you? for every anybody else who comes your way right because community engagement teaching people how to do crypto when crypto is definitely not an easy thing at all it's a passion of mine it is indeed teaching people yes i mean that's i'm I'm trying to teach people in a greater audience now and and hopefully people find their way to twitter and they find their way to your spaces um is if you can tell us again really quick you got just a few seconds on the board um how to find your spaces so yeah um usually you can just go on twitter and look up my at and then once you're on my ad you can just click on my profile picture and you'll be in my space me or i'm swirling or twisted fister again my ad is at r-o-s-s underscore j-a-c-e i'll probably be starting a space in the next you know hour or so here too so i mean i'm always doing spaces and we're always on the go I monitor Jace's spaces and um, the Capri Soul project. Not always does he have a space open, but keep checking. You'll find them, and they're there to help. Please remember to like, subscribe, and share. This has been a Crypto After Dark production.